The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining me here on Astros Baseball. It's Thursday, January the 9th. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a couple of former Astros who have signed with new teams. Uh, Free agent spending. I saw a pretty cool tweet or interesting tweet about free agent spending. I want to share that with you. We'll also talk a little bit about Forrest Whitley, George Springer, and Carlos Correa. We'll take a look at the 2020 schedule as well as the schedule of the upcoming events, the caravan, spring training, opening day, different stuff like that. And then we will talk about the Boston Red Sox. The 2018 Boston Red Sox have been accused of cheating in their World Series championship season. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. We'll be right back. You're listening to Astros Baseball. Okay, on the last podcast, I mentioned to you that I hadn't heard anything about Colin McHugh or Hector Rondon. Well, that has changed. Hector Rondon has signed a one-year, $3 million deal with the Diamondbacks. He also has a club option for 2021, so he could be there for two seasons. Last year, I didn't have the most confidence in Rondon when he came out there. Sometimes I would refer to him as Rondon't. But he did have a 3.71 ERA in 62 games with the Astros last season. And I wish you luck, Hector Rondon. The other one I talked about last week, I mentioned that Jason Castro signed with the Angels and Robinson Chirinos was rumored to be signing with one of two American League West teams, but he ended up signing with the Texas Rangers. He was with the Rangers before, and now he's back. One-year deal, $6.75 million. So here's two things that I want to say about Hector Rondon going back, not Hector Rondon, but Robinson Chirinos going back to Texas. From what I read, he didn't want to leave Texas. He wanted to stay there, but they didn't even offer him a contract. So I don't know what the other teams offered him. I don't know if it was a bidding war. I don't know what happened. Maybe he just wanted to go back there because he's comfortable. I don't know. But if the money was pretty close, I know Texas don't have a state tax, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know why you'd want to go back to a team that didn't want you. So the second thing I want to say was I like Chirinos, but he is now back on the Rangers And if you know me, I hate the Rangers. And I'm kind of torn 
I'm, I, I think I hate the Yankees more now. But it's really close. It's 1A and 1B or 1A and 1AA. I don't know, but I hate both of them. I, I really do hate the Rangers. And now I wished Hector Rondon luck. But Ramos and Chirinos, I don't wish you luck. Some of you may get mad that I feel that way, but he's with the Rangers. I can't wish him luck. Hector Rondones in the National League have all the luck you can. So another thing I want to bring up, we have, me and Will House have the Astros Fanatic blogging site. And he posted a story the other day. And I just wanted to share this with you so that you could... Make a mental note. Make a mental note of this guy's name. I didn't even I didn't even know about this guy, but I read the story and he had one line in there that says, Could this guy be the next Will Harris? He thinks that this guy may have the tools that Brent Strom can fix and maybe turn him around and make him successful in Houston. Couple of things I know about him. He was designated for assignment from the Indians or by the Indians on September 3rd, 2019. Then the Astros signed him. He had Tommy John surgery in 2017. Spent most of the time in the minors. I think he, I don't know, I think he pitched about nine games for the Indians. I don't have all those stats because I don't write it all down. But anyway, just, just think about, not think about it, but just Jot this down in your memory, John Edwards. Let's see what happens with John Edwards. So something that I look forward to here in San Antonio is the Astros caravan. So I think the last couple of years I've missed it because of of work. Like I want to go to it. But I don't want to burn a vacation day for it. Not, not for the people that they bring. Now, the year they had Colby Rasmus, I wanted to go to that. That was awesome. But I've been a couple of times. And if I'm able to make it, I like going. But so far, I don't think the entire schedule is out. But if you live in Houston, this is a, the caravan begins Monday. So it'll be in Houston the 13th through the 17th. It'll be in Round Rock on the 15th and Corpus on the 16th. So it looks like they're going to be at their home base in Houston and also at their AAA and AA affiliates home cities as well. And then it says the Diamond Dreams Gala starts on the 17th and Fan Fest starts on the 18th. Now I wanted to get into Fan Fest just a little bit but I really didn't have these. I really didn't have it in my notes, and uh, I I'm gonna have a guest on the show this weekend, and uh, I think this is something we're gonna talk about. But uh, the one thing I was thinking is you go to Fan Fest, and it's free. The tickets are free. Parking is free. And they say, come throw balls in the bullpen, shag fly balls, hit a few balls in the batting cage, get autographs. But all of that stuff costs money. And my wife was saying that we should go. And then uh, 
But I told her the autograph session is $75. And she was like, so what? Just do it. It's only $75. You got the money. And so I was thinking, you know what? I think you're right. Maybe I can do that. That'll be... And what they do is they give you four balls. And you can only have those four balls signed. And some people are complaining, but I'm okay with it. Because if I had to collect anything signed, it would be balls. I think those are cool. But if you had the baseball cards of these guys, that would be really awesome to get signed as well. So some people are mad. And so... I decided I would do the autograph thing. And by the time I looked into it, they were sold out. So it doesn't even matter. And then I found out that there's three sessions and your $75 only pays for one. And I don't know how you decide which one you're going to go to. If you get there and pick it, I don't really know. But this is what I wanted to say. This is just the thought that I had. And I'll get into it more later. Uh, on, on this weekend, but it's like I invest, and I, I know you do too, and people that go to the game, and we invest our time as well. Don't forget about our time. We could be doing different things when we get home from work, but we're watching them. We spend money, and me, I live out of town, so I spend quite a bit of money going down there. I invest a lot of money, I invest a lot of time watching the games, traveling over there, and all of this, and these guys can't give me some free autographs? These guys can't let me go over there and throw a ball in the bullpen? You got to pay $30 for this, $40 for this, $40 for this. I mean, aren't they getting enough money? But anyway, that's something I want to talk about. I had a, I, I'm going to have a guest this, this weekend. I'm pretty confident. And that's one thing that I wanted to talk about. So I don't want to get too much into it. But FanFest is coming up. And that's just my thought. So anyway, free agent spending this winter. As you know, the Astros aren't spending very much money. But let's look who is. I saw this tweet and I thought it was very interesting. Uh, the Yankees. And this is... This isn't like this year. It's like if I give you a 10-year, $100 million contract, that's what they're talking about. I spent $100 Because you did spend it. Because these are guaranteed contracts in the most part. So anyway. The Yankees have spent $336.5 million. The Nationals, $314.8 million. And the Angels, $260.9 million. And that's probably just the third baseman they got. And I don't want to say his name because I always say it wrong. Rendon. There you go. It's like Rondon, but it's Rendon. I knew I could say it. So the Nationals, I can't even think about who they spent all that money on. Strasburg, I think Strasburg resigned. That's probably a lot of it. So L.A. That see, this is another thing I want to talk about this weekend. Also, the uh, the strength of the West. Talking about if the Astros are still the uh, team to beat. That's one thing I want to discuss. But anyway, L.A. two hundred sixty. They the third most money in the winter time. 
The Astros have spent $15 million. $15 million. And this right here is what I wanted to tell you. This right here. I mean, I wanted to say what I just told you. But this right here is amazing. The Cubs, the Pirates, and the Rockies have spent zero. They haven't spent a penny. They haven't signed one person. And the craziest thing about this is last season, last offseason, the Rockies extend Arenado like nine years and hundreds of millions of dollars to be the, I want to say the anchor, but I know that's not it, but they want to build a team around him. But they haven't done anything. They haven't spent a penny to make their team better, and now it's starting to make sense why it's rumored that they're looking to trade him. If he, he's that valuable, maybe they can get four young studs for him. Who knows? I'm sure somebody will give him up. But it doesn't make sense. Why? Unless they just did it to trade him. But why extend the guy's contract? I guess to trade him. I don't know. I just answered my question twice. But, you know, if he's your man and you want him there forever, build a team around him. Try to win. Don't spend zero. I don't know what their, I don't know what their uh, payroll is right now, but you know, I I thought you were going to build a team around them, and that makes perfect sense why uh, they're shopping them. And the Astros, I have said the Astros are done. They're done. They're done. And I thought they would go out and get another starter, but I said I guess they're done. But someone tweeted a story about Seattle Mariners and some pitchers, and I call them bargain basement pitchers, that the Mariners might still try to get. There's, I think it was three guys, and I didn't write them down, but there's three guys, and Brian McTaggart said these guys are also on the Astros' radar. So that gives me the clue or the hint that the Astros aren't done. But they're going to go out, and I may have said this before, I don't want to give myself credit for stuff I haven't said, but they're they're not going to sign a big name, but they might go try to get someone like Miley. Who knows? So, let's talk about this. I'm trying not to talk about the Red Sox yet. My notes are all spread out. But anyway, let's talk about this. Forrest Whitley, the number 16 prospect in baseball. I didn't even know he's still that high. 2018, injury and suspension plague season. 2019, regressed. Lowered down to double A. I saw him pitch for Corpus. He did decent in fall ball. But here's what I wanted to share with you. Lunau and winner at the winter meetings, he said there is a chance that Whitley breaks camp with the big league team. There is a chance. 
It says he probably won't. He'll probably end up in AAA. But if he does well, he's going to join the big league team. Now, I don't know exactly how long that he's been in the minor leagues, and I have to look this up for you, but I know there's a certain amount of years that if you don't get called up, you become a free agent, and he might be getting close to that. It feels like he's been around like four years, so maybe he's getting close to that, but there's a chance. I don't know if that's just something he says because he didn't say anything bad. He's just being positive. I don't know. But you have that fifth spot. You have question marks. You have Lance McCullers who can only throw 120 pitches. I mean, 120 innings is what I heard. You have Urquidy who did great in the World Series, but he's still a question mark. I mean, you don't know how good he's going to be. And then I had Brad Peacock penciled in the fifth spot. I mean, we don't know. So maybe he pitches well. Maybe he does well in spring training. And if he doesn't make it, he keeps pitching well and he gets called up. Forrest Whitley, there's a chance. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back. You're listening to Astros Baseball. All right, let's talk about George Springer. A lot of people have asked me, are the Astros going to be able to re-sign Springer or extend Springer? And my answer has always been no. I thought there was a small chance, but I don't think so. I think they uh, spent too much money elsewhere, and they're just not going to be able to afford them. On the last installment of Brian McTaggart's Inbox, somebody asked him the same question. And this was his answer. He said uh, Springer's going to be 31 at the end of the season. The uh, Astros have already invested a lot of money in uh, Verlander, Altuve, Bregman, and Greinke. And he just doesn't think there's enough money there. He said this is Springer's only, this could be Springer's only chance at a huge contract. It's his first time being a free agent. And uh, he might want to test the waters. So what I'm taking from this is it's possible, as you know, the Astros will probably offer him a contract, but it probably won't be enough. I mean, they could maybe give him like a team-friendly one where it's smaller at the beginning and bigger at the end, but I just don't see it happening. Um, but so... What he's trying to say is Springer's not going to accept any kind of deal. And I'm, I might just be reading more into this, but by saying he's going to test the waters, he's not going to accept the deal with the Astros until he finds out what he can make elsewhere. And elsewhere is going to pay him more than the Astros will because they have too much money invested in those four guys I just listed. So Springer is not coming back. And that makes me sad too. But maybe they could make some trades and open up some spots. Who knows? So also, there was a story I saw today. 30 predictions for each team. It's 30 predictions for 30 teams. So, of course, I'm curious. What's the, what are they going to say the, is the Astros prediction? And so I clicked on it and it said, Carlos Correa will finally have the MVP caliber season we've all been predicting. And the only thing 
that we need from Carlos Correa is to stay healthy. That's it. I don't think he's going to have an MVP season. It's possible he's that good, but I just want him to stay healthy. That's it. So here's some uh, news and notes coming up. January 10th is the arbitration deadline. The Astros have six players up for arbitration. Uh, Correa, Diaz, Devo, Osuna, Peacock, and Springer. If you need a little arbitration refresher, uh, the player has an idea of how much money he's worth. The team has an idea of how much that player's worth. And they negotiate. They try to come up with an agreement. And if they can't, they go to arbitration and the lawyer will decide for them. And so if Springer thinks he's worth $25 million and the Astro thinks he's worth $22, he's either going to get $25 or $22, whatever the lawyer decides that he's worth. That's how it works. If you need a refresher, uh, six players, uh, maybe that's January 10th. That's tomorrow. They've got to come up with these things tomorrow. Wow. All right, so February 11th. Pitchers and catchers. I can't believe it's already January the 9th. The year's going by so fast. February 11th, pitchers and catchers report to spring training. Uh, February 16th, full squad reports to spring training. That's exciting. And then February 22nd, the Grapefruit League opener. That's pretty good. So everything will be going. February 22nd, we will have some baseball, folks. And then March 26th is opening day for the Astros against the L.A. Angels. So the other day I also told you about who could be on the 26-man roster. And this was also asked uh, to Brian McTaggart. And he said there's a possibility the Astros could go with three catchers. Because Garrett Stubbs can play outfield and he's going to work on being an infielder as well. Um, But I predicted Miles Straw and I'm going to go with that. I I think he's just answering it to be answering it. But uh, why do you need three catchers and why do you need another outfielder? You don't. There's no reason to have Garrett Stubbs on the team. Miles Straw is... Far more valuable, in my opinion. Outfield, shortstop, speed demon. Miles Straw gets that. I don't care what he says. Another question they said, Jordan Alvarez. They talked about him playing outfield, and he said that Alvarez is working on his agility so that he can play some more outfield, and that's good for us. We need him in there when we play uh, National League teams on the road. And he needs to be ready to play the outfield. Uh, Springer, Brantley, and Reddick will all be free agents at the end of the season. So now, let's talk about the Red Sox. The Red Sox scandal. This probably should have been the first thing I talked about, but it's just the way I wrote it down. Here it is. So, as you know, the Astros are... In, let, me just, let me just read you this story. So, with the M- MLB nearing a decision on the Astros, the sign-stealing controversy has broadened. 
anonymous sources tells The Athletic that the Red Sox cheated during their 2018 World Series championship season. It said players allegedly visited the video replay room. It's a room near the dugout meant to help managers decide whether to challenge a call. They would steal the signs and relay them to the dugout, and that information was then shared with the base runner, who would use body movements to communicate with the batter. The Red Sox and Yankees were punished for a similar misuse of the replay room in 2017, but starting in 2018, MLB strictly prohibited the use of the replay room to steal signs. Red Sox manager Alex Cora, who served as the Astros bench coach in 2017, has now been caught in the middle of both sign-stealing scandals this offseason. So two things about this story. The Astros should find out in about two weeks what their punishment is going to be. A lot of people are saying that what the Astros have done is way worse than what the Red Sox have done and what the Yankees have done. But look at it this way. So one thing that they're saying is we're just, the the cheating thing we're doing, we have to have a guy on second. You guys are relaying information to every hitter about every pitch. But look at it this way. They got in trouble in 2017 with the smartwatches. They were watching the video replay and sending the uh, signal via the Apple Watch to the guy on second base. So they had to have a guy on base. And they were told not to do it again, and they said they won't do it again. Terry Cushman has the Benny and the Bets podcast, and he was talking about this. I was listening to it on the way to work and the way back home, and he said that they promised they wouldn't do it again. Okay, we're not going to do it again, and they did. So it's like, don't do it again, and they did it again. So they cheated two years in a row. And the this is the thing right here. The Astros did it, and I've said before the lieutenants are supposedly Cora, Beltron, and Hinch. And I can't imagine Hinch being like that, but I mean, it, if this did go on, there's no way he didn't know about it. But Alex Cora, he was with the Astros in 2017. They're being investigated for cheating. Then he went to Boston, and they win the World Series, and you find out that they were cheating. I don't know how much advantage they got with the guy on second, because you don't always have a guy on second, but still, they were cheating. And so the Astros championship could be tainted, the Red Sox championship could be tainted, but we didn't really have a beef with the Red Sox. It's really just the Yankees and the Dodgers that are upset because they're the ones that keep getting knocked out by all of us. So, this is my opinion. If Alex Cora started all this in Houston, if if all this is true, and he was the ringleader, and then he goes to Boston and does the same thing, this dude should be banned from baseball. There's no room in baseball for this dude. There's no room at all. 
I've heard reports that there's a possibility he could get a 50-game suspension, and that's not enough. Hinch might get a 50-game suspension. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if these guys are cheating, there's no room for them. Because this is what he mentioned in his podcast. Let's say that Alex Cora serves a 50-game suspension and the Red Sox are mediocre, like a 500 team, a little bit barely under. And as soon as Cora comes back, they start doing good. Then everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, well, he's, he's figured some other way to cheat. So they're always going to have that cloud over them. And I, I kind of feel the same way about us. I don't know how y'all feel about A.J. Hinch. I always really liked him. But if it comes out that he was the ringleader in this cheating, do we really want him to still be our coach? I mean, the season starts, and I mean, spring training's a couple of weeks away or less than a month away. I don't know. It's two weeks away from finding out. I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. I just, most of the people that I talk to, they just want it to be over with. And that's what I do. I just want it to be over with. But like I said earlier, the players, did I say this earlier? But Jeff Passan, maybe I didn't say this, Jeff Passan said the discipline against the Astros for using technology to cheat is likely to come in the next two weeks. And then players are not targeted. So that takes Beltron out of it. So players are not targeted for discipline, only the front office and the on-field personnel. Now, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. I've recorded this part of the podcast already, and I deleted it. And I think I had already read this, but I don't think I did the second time around. So I'm going to do it again. So if you hear double, I apologize. But I I wanted to share this with you. But Boston, they said we take the allegations seriously and we will cooperate cooperate, cooperate with the MLB as the uh, investigation goes. So they're going to cooperate. They've already said we're not going to do it again and they did it again. So it's just a big mess. I've said it before. I said it before and there's some friends of mine that are ready to give up on the Astros if they get caught cheating and he said or they said just because other people do are doing it is not a good enough excuse. If the Astros are doing it, I'm done with them. I'm not going to invest my time in them. If they're going to cheat. So I don't know how you guys feel. But anyway. Sorry if the podcast got a little sloppy there at the end. But that's what happens. That's what happens when you mess up at the very end and you start over. That's what happens. But anyway, I do appreciate all of y'all listening. A few things. The last time I asked for a review and someone gave it to me. So if you did, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Uh, Don't forget, we have... Let me just tell you all this stuff. We have Astros Fanatics uh, WordPress. AstrosFanatic.wordpress. The the opening is still there. If you want to come write for us and blog, it doesn't have to be professional. Write whatever you want. Um, I did... I don't know if you have... We do have the Astros Fanatics 
Facebook group page, but that's really just a place for you to talk about the Astros with other fans. It doesn't have anything to do with the podcast. doesn't have anything to do with the blogging site. It's just separate. Just somewhere you can talk to other fans of the Astros. And then uh, I started an uh, Instagram page because it says it's pretty good to uh, promote your podcast on Instagram, and I'm still trying to figure it out. But Astros Baseball Podcast is on Instagram. You can find me there, too. Twitter, at Rob Fontenot. And uh, that's about it. So I appreciate y'all listening, and we will see you next time on Astros Baseball, probably this weekend. I think the next podcast will be Sunday, and I will have a guest. It could be Saturday night. I don't know, but we will have a guest. I got it lined up. We'll see you next time. Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.